Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. A lot of people think that emotional intelligence is the key to success. But what they don't know is that moral intelligence is a much more important factor. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Mentally Fit Muslims podcast. I'm your host, Sabah Malik. Moral intelligence is more important than emotional intelligence. I'm traveling right now and it's been very, very difficult to post my regular podcast episode on the 20th of each month. And I didn't really want to break my streak. So here I am doing the best I can. Maybe you'll hear some background noise that isn't normally there because I'm not recording in my normal space. But inshallah, I'm going to try to do my best. I thought it's better to get an episode out that might not be, you know, what I deem to be the best. That's better than not doing anything at all. So progress over perfection. So this episode is as good as it gets, taking into account that I recently had a family member who fell very ill. I had to go visit them on a very short notice. So I packed my mic and laptop along with some clothes and hit the road. Now that I've arrived at my destination, it is a challenge to get some quiet time and just come and hang out with you and have our normal chat. But I'm going to try inshallah, like I said. Why is moral intelligence more relevant than ever before? So I've been reading this book by Sheikh Mikhail Ahmed Smith. He's an instructor at Cullum Institute. And his book is titled, With the Heart in Mind, The Moral and Emotional Intelligence of the Prophet. So this term, moral intelligence, I learned this from him. I find it's a very interesting term that I have not heard much about or read about maybe you have uh, if you have leave me a review on apple podcasts and let me know what what you think of this term where have you read about it where have you heard it and maybe you actually have his book and you can read along i do encourage you to go out and buy that you can go and get it on the Cullum institute's website and it's also sold on amazon though on their website Cullum institute's website it is cheaper Anyways, I've been following his work for years, mainly by listening to his podcast episodes that are published on the Cullum podcast. And I'm just struck by how relevant his work is in our social media driven world. We seem to be ever so connected, but are moving further and further away from real meaningful relationships. For the next few episodes on my podcast or more, depending on things go, inshallah, I'll be going through his book and discussing the concepts Sheikh Mikhail talks about regarding moral intelligence and why it is more important than ever in our society today. I finished reading his book with the heart in mind and am now rereading it so I can do a podcast series on it, inshallah. In this month's episode, I go over the introduction, which in itself is full of deep and insightful information. In my view, the most important takeaway from this book is this notion of prophetic intelligence. Sheikh Mikhail Smith states that prophetic intelligence consists of three main things, social intelligence, 
emotional intelligence and moral intelligence. I am so obsessed with emotional intelligence. And then I started learning about social intelligence, but nowhere in the non-Muslim Western sphere have I encountered moral intelligence. So you can imagine my delight when I stumbled upon, or rather, alhamdulillah, Allah guided me to this new, at least to me, term called moral intelligence. Moral intelligence can prevent suicide. I kid you not. So to begin, my interest in moral intelligence and its importance and necessity begin almost a decade ago. Alhamdulillah, I'm blessed with, I would say, a decent amount of intelligence. But when it comes to moral intelligence, Allah has really blessed me and guided me. You see, I had the most deadliest suicide attempt almost 10 years ago. I do not know how I survived it. I do not know how I came out of it alive. SubhanAllah. The only logical explanation I can think of is that my intelligence was gone that day. But the guidance of my protector, it shone brighter than a million suns. Alhamdulillah, for decades I've been motivated by revelation and my motivation to please Allah to stay away from suicide. I didn't know that I was actually practicing moral intelligence. We live in a world where shoulds and oughts are unpopular terms. People who follow religious dogma are deemed unintelligent. Well, I love rules and religious dogma. So Sheikh Mikhail's words and views really resonate with me. I'm a stickler for rules because they give me peace considering the mental chaos we live in today. Rules and especially rules relating to morality help me keep my mind in check. What do you think about rules? Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think. Do you think rules are good? Do you think rules are bad? What is your view on them? Are religious people unintelligent? People who actively practice a religion and, you know, for our purpose here, I refer to Islam, they're often deemed unintelligent or irrational. Others can't imagine this concept of a thinking soul, if you will. And in the book with the heart and mind, this concept of a thinking soul is really, really central to its theme. SubhanAllah, the day I had the suicide attempt, that is exactly what I experienced. A soul that somehow rationalized and calculated that ending my life would be the worst decision I could ever make. I'm often told that I'm brainwashed by old cultural values because I adhere to Islamic teachings and laws. People think I'm being irrational and blindly following some mullahs or an outdated book. To these people, I smile and nod. And even as I talk to you about this, I wonder if my experience represents a larger amount of people. It does. Why? Because in With the Heart and Mind, the author talks about the reasons why there is a negative association between intelligence and religiosity. On page 14, he states three possible reasons, which are supported by a 2013 study done at the University of Rochester. The three reasons are, number one, more intelligent people are less likely to conform, thus they resist religious dogma. Number two, 
they tend to be more analytical in their thinking, which, as the study claims, has been shown to undermine religious belief. Three, and lastly, some of the key functions that religion serves in the lives of its adherents are conferred by intelligence. So intelligent people don't need religion. These are not just the findings of one small study. This research study titled The Relation Between Intelligence and Religiosity actually took into account 63 different studies issued between 1928 and 2012. So these results show that as someone becomes more intelligent, they become less religious. I'm so curious about intelligence and what makes someone gain more knowledge. And this notion of religiosity being linked with less intelligence is present in my experience. I've heard people have this undertone of this view without explicitly saying that religious people are less smart. The results of this study is not very surprising to me because I live through these sentiments, sometimes from people very close to me. Why do I bring this up? Well, firstly, no one wants an unintelligent label. It's degrading. But for Muslims whose faith, quote unquote, makes sense to them, a faith that seems illogical to many outsiders, it's very difficult to justify or defend themselves against others' criticism. And therein lies the problem. Trying to defend your religious actions can be exhausting, especially for those of us struggling to practice Islam and to do at least the bare minimum. In my opinion, this conversation is just not worth having. Why? Because the amount of mental energy you have is very, very valuable and it is very, very limited. The term Sheikh Mikhail coins for this mental energy is mental real estate. Think of it like this. In your brain, you only have a limited amount of mental space or mental real estate that you can utilize daily. So you want to be very, very careful of who or what or where you spent your mental energy on. And in my last episode where I talked about mental health tips to deal with sensory overload, those tips really, really will help you take care of your mental real estate. You can check that out in the previous episode. So this term of mental real estate, maybe you've heard it before, uh, but if you haven't, it's essentially the mental space you have. In our modern world, our ability to pay attention is a rare commodity. People vie for our attention in order not to just sell products, but also their ideas and values. And one of the main beliefs being sold to us right now is live your own truth. You do you. I'm all for being authentic and living your story. That's basically the whole inspiration behind my podcast. However, when your feelings become a demigod, it breeds chaos. In a world where everyone is told to live your truth, truth with a capital T itself has become an extinct species. When everyone is doing what they feel like and what makes them feel good, chaos ensues. When everyone is doing what they feel like and what makes them feel good, there is chaos. Think about it this way. 
if you're on the road and every driver on the road makes up their own rules and decides to stop at a red light or not, depending on whether they feel like it, what's going to happen? There are going to be accidents. Well, we have something similar going on in our society when it comes to morality and questions about what is right and wrong. So the views I'm expressing here today in this episode, they might not resonate with everyone, but that's okay. I'm used to seeing things that are unpopular. Our modern discourse, our lifestyle, it is becoming more and more devoid of a moral compass. That's another term I'll be focusing on, inshallah, in the upcoming episodes as I focus on this book. Moral compass is a very important term. It is an essential part of with the heart and mind. And I think it is and I think it is very essential as Muslims living in the West for us to foster our moral compass. Our moral compass basically stems from having a heart that is sound, that is calibrated towards following Allah's guidance. Because when you have a heart that is calibrated towards that, you can, your heart will essentially tell you what is right and wrong. Even if a sheikh will say, hey, you know what, this is halal and you can do this. But in your heart, you feel like it just makes your heart tremble. Then you follow that. But only when your heart is calibrated towards Allah's guidance. So I know I'm throwing a lot of terms out there. Mental real estate moral compass, moral intelligence, but do stick with me and inshallah as the episodes come, you'll learn more and more about it and how this is actually more beneficial than emotional intelligence. Because here's the problem with having just emotional intelligence. You can learn how to talk better to people. You can learn about people's emotions. You can learn how to help them. You can learn to be a better communicator. But what about when these very essential tools are used to manipulate people? What about when emotional intelligence is used for malicious purposes? And the information and the things and the skills someone can learn by being emotionally intelligent? Well, what keeps a person in check? If there's no moral compass, it is very easy for things to get out of hand and for humans to use a good tool for the wrong reason. Before reading with the heart and mind, I was very conscious of being a visible Muslim. I felt like a stranger. Now I know I am a stranger because I've accepted that reality. Narrated Abdullah ibn Masood, indeed Islam began as something strange and it will return to being strange just as it began. So glad tidings of paradise be for the strangers. I mentioned this hadith because some of the things I might say in this episode might not be very popular, even for Muslims, especially the concept that we need rules. I believe that following Allah's divine guidance as lived by the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, is crucial for our mental fitness. Not that we obey Allah for that reason. At the same time, following the Quran and Sunnah pleases our Lord and is actually good for us. So for the purposes of this podcast, I'm focusing on the mental wellness implications of living a life that is guided and dare I say dictated by the Quran 
And I'm highlighting that because it brings us mental peace. And in a world grappling with confusion and chaos, whether that comes to your religious identity, your gender, your affiliations, there is just so much chaos. We could all use a little serenity. So one of the last terms I'm throwing at you, and this is all still the introduction of this book, is the term called prophetic intelligence. Prophet Muhammad peace and blessings of Allah be upon him was the perfection of humankind. He had intelligence that was holistic and well-rounded. He had emotional intelligence. He had social intelligence. He had moral intelligence. And when you put those three concepts together, what you get is prophetic intelligence. This book shows that so beautifully. I have read books of Sira. I have listened to series on the Sira of the Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And it's just been kind of a chronological narration of his life. And this is the first time I'm looking at the Prophet's life, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. It's the first time I'm looking at his life through the lens of intelligence and the different types of intelligences. And it really gave me a very intimate look into his life. And I felt like I knew him better. It wasn't just facts that I was learning about him. It's as if I was sitting beside him or I was in a group of people and I could sense his his power yet gentleness. So looking through the lens of intelligence and focusing on his life really gave me a very, very intimate feeling. And I love that. So I hope you do pick up this book. I hope you read it. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and tell me what you think of the book and if you'd like to follow along, if you're following along as well. Alhamdulillah, I also have my memoir up on my website on mentallyfitmuslims.org slash memoir. I've been trying to test different platforms to see where it's best to post my memoir I tried to do an audio version and put it on Apple Podcasts. That has been a little tricky and I'm still trying to get through the paperwork. I'm also testing out whether I can provide an audio version but with my podcast host so you can subscribe and become a private subscriber. But for now, you can sign up for premium content on mentallyfitmuslims.org and every time I publish a new section of my memoir, you can read it. And all the proceeds from the website go towards sustaining our nonprofit, mentallyfitmuslims.org. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you benefited, please share this episode with a family or a friend. Remember to visit my website, mentallyfitmuslims.org. Check out my blog on there. You can check out my memoir again. And see you next time. Assalamu alaikum.